0: course it's it's always the incumbents who are in power who are most threatened by the radicals. And and that's a kind of interesting another paradox that the book draws out in reality is that it's the free thinker, creative, radical, revolutionary type. And usually oftentimes when you look at psychological profiles of the most successful entrepreneurs, they're people who you know, are very anti-social and outside the mainstream that are the ones that end up being the most successful. And, of course, it's the incumbents, it's the people who are in power that want to keep them down by, for example, lobbying for regulations that keep out that very competition.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think that this distinction is often lost among people who hate capitalism of any kind. Um, but to lump together uh you know the so called vulture capitalists the the crony capitalists who believe in rigging the game and enlisting government uh at every step of the way versus the ethical capitalists are uh, the people who want to get government out of the way so they can t- pursue uh their products their innovation their patents uh and to do it as long as they want and to make as much money as they want and to hire who they want uh, and you know um there were, were incredible anecdotes that I told um, that talk about the, the the protectionism that you're talking about, the the incumbents. And in the case of John Roebling, who was uh, the 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 you know the architect behind the Brooklyn Bridge and many other bridges across the country, when he came up with the idea of wire rope, who did he threaten the most? Well, it was the hemp rope industry, and. <laughs> He wanted to test and demonstrate his project, and I uh, describe uh, this harrowing incident where it was the, the morning of the test, and somebody in the hemp industry had sabotaged and cut the rope right before the demonstration, and uh, you know it threatened uh, his, his entire career, his professional career, his reputation, and uh, he prayed for a second chance. He got it, and that's why we still see the Brooklyn Bridge standing today.
0: That's a good illustration, I think, in one episode of what regulations do to people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's also the nasty collusion of many of the incumbents, um, along with, you know, the lying, smearing media. Glenn Beck had um, obviously had uh, highlighted the, the... some of the, the fights and battles in the war of the currents between Thomas Edison and the New York Times and the trusts on the one hand and Westinghouse, George Westinghouse and Nikola Tesla on the other. Um, I chose another sort of angle from the Westinghouse-Tesla alliance um, by talking about the, their partnership leading up to uh, the development of the Niagara Falls hydroelectric plant. And again, I think it's a good case, because whether you're talking about the Brooklyn Bridge or the Niagara plant, these are large things that are considered, you know, public goods, public infrastructure. But every piece of public infrastructure is a tale of uh, the risks and the failures and the successes of countless, unfortunately nameless, faceless capitalists that are not taught in public schools.